Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming to you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Great episode today. We got Jimmy LaChase, return guest. Uh, we met through our mutual friend, Adrian, from Adrian Has Issues. This is Jimmy's second appearance in the show. I'm happy to say he's a friend of the show. Uh, so basically, Jimmy came back because he's the fucking man, first off. And second off, he's doing some pretty important stuff in comedy. Uh, and the world, it turns out, because when I asked him at the end of this episode, I'm going to paraphrase, I was like, like, I ask everyone, where can I find you online? His thing was like, who cares? And look, go to these two wonderful nonprofits. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, of course. But uh, make sure you do check out Jimmy online first at braceforjimpack.com. And he's on Twitter at lechaste. And he's, there's a Facebook page. You can all find that through his page on braceforjimpack.com. Uh, the two sites that Jimmy asked me to, instead of promoting him, even though I just did, uh, he wants me to shout out to the, well, you can make a donation in his name, uh, to the ASPCA. I believe you, you should all know what that is. They do a lot of animal rights stuff. Jimmy talks about it in this episode. Uh, Jimmy lost his dog, and he's doing some comedy with it. Of uh, I think he's calling it dog stuff. Losing a pet fucking sucks. Totally get it. Um, you know, he's a married guy. And he had a dog, him and his wife had a dog, and their dog died. And that sounds fucking awful. I'm married, and I have a cat, and I totally get it. Uh, we call them fur babies for a reason. Uh, just, you, I, I'm an animal lover. I'm totally going to make a donation to the, to this. And uh, the other nonprofit, Nick, uh, Jimmy, wanted you to, everyone to check out instead of himself. Again, com. even though I told him they would not do this. MillSurvivor.org. I really think it's something that everyone should learn about, and it's uh, it's an incredibly moving website, and they have a lot of information and stuff. I mean, I work from Behavioral Health. I was aware of this place, but it's a wonderful nonprofit. Um, fucking kudos to Jimmy. I don't think I've ever had a guest on here in the last 99 episodes who has like, where can I find you online? And said, go check out these two nonprofits and change the world, essentially. Um, maybe I'm wrong. It's been a while, but a uh, couple of quick things. Number whew, episode 100 coming up next week as well as I started a brand new podcast with my buddy Tyler from the cynical cartoons podcast called the super fast flash cast. Please find it right on iTunes. It's so exciting. If you're a fan of CW's the flash, you could hear a 20 minute recap slash us bullshit about the wonderful program, the flash. I was also recently a guest on the Common Room podcast where I talked about uh, with Hadass and the gang about the Tig Notaro documentary, which was oh so moving. I know that's kind of all my news. Make sure you check us out on the MisfitsNetwork.com. That's the amazing podcast network Let's Chat is on. Find us on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast, Facebook, however people get in contact with each other nowadays. Um, let's get to it. The hard, the hard, he never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight, cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid to Bree. Funk, Master Flex, Love, Funk, Star, Ski. How you been, man? Uh, hey, it's been like, like what, like a month, two months? Well, it's, I was thinking... Um, it's been a few months, hasn't it? It's been a long time because your episode went up recently. Well, mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. But when we recorded it, that was a way different time. Right? 
I don't, yeah, see, no, that's right. This. I think we recorded it in July and it came out in September, right? Yep, that sounds about right. It took a while. I had some backups. And I remember it's, it, I remember it was like snow on the, no, July wouldn't be snow. That's fine. It's whatever you say, man. It's your podcast. We yeah, can make people believe whatever July, reality you want. Rhode Island. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it was snowing in July. We were all uh, looking out of a window <laughs> wistfully. <laughs> Like Emily Dickens. I forgot. I was listening to uh, Going Off Track today, and mm-hmm. they, uh, Stephen Smith fucking is uh, getting mad at people who get mad at spoilers and just yells out, Rose, Rosebud is the sled. And it's <laughs> <laughs> like, what a fucking weird reference. Hey, hey, yeah, well, who, ha- who doesn't know Rosebud is the sled at I this point, like, right? Like, well, I only knew this. I don't know about you. Uh, my reference to that would be Simpsons episodes. I never oh yeah! Game. Oh, because uh, the teddy bear episode, right? Yeah, yeah. I've never actually which is, watched uh, Simpsons take, game. Which is one of my favorites. Yeah, it was a great I, episode. I got the FX app, so I've been Simpsons. Oh, fuck you got me. the FX app, so you have Simpsons World now. And, yeah, so if you can find someone's cable, like I stole my in-laws account. Oh no, I have it. Don't worry. I, oh, yeah, why yeah. do you think I'm unemployed? Yeah, <laughs> you uh, has a huge amount to do with it. I uh fucking was I watched so my wife never did Simpsons growing up for some weird reason. What Our family just never never watched it. So How long like, have you guys been married? Uh, I know this. Two years. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll cut that. No, she doesn't listen. We're good. Yeah, no, she doesn't listen to your podcast. You're married to her. Mm-hmm. How long like, have you been married? Uh two years. Two years. How She's long like, have you guys oh, been together? Uh five. So I've I've shown her like episodes here and there, uh-huh. but like, you know I don't know which ones. Nothing of note because, like, I only had the DVDs, so like, I don't put on DVDs anymore. I'm one of those people. Yeah, who puts on DVDs? There's the no reason. App, app, I was like, all right, so we're, I've been showing her The Simpsons, and like, does she like it? Oh god, she into it. You know what's funny? I've been picking those sad ones though, because like the ones. Which that, sad? Well, okay, what? Okay, what? Oh, oh yeah, let's, oh, let's go deep. Oh, good. No, this is the whole episode. Well, when you're shown, so the first one I showed her was Secrets of a Successful Marriage because that yeah, no, that one's hard. Every that one's time. pretty hard. Plus the joke, the joke of uh, Marge driving in the car and and Homer's talking out of a toilet paper roll <laughs> when <laughs> they turn to the me. seat. It's a boy. <laughs> it's a boy. <laughs> I love the fuck. You mean I'm gonna be that's a daddy? That's so fucking funny. Yeah, that's like, great. And, and that's, gonna, you mean I'm gonna be a daddy? <laughs> yeah, I should have that. Lisa the substitute, obviously. Oh, Lisa the substitute's amazing. Great Lisa episode. Just oh man. And, did you and, find? Th- th- sorry, to no, interrupt you this. Did you have a? Did you find that like you? It took you a lot longer to like appreciate the Lisa episodes. Yeah, I listened to a podcast about The Simpsons because that's uh-huh. obsessed, and um, a lot of people say that like. I, uh, when I was younger, I wa- I really related to Bart because I was his age. Yeah, everyone did. And yeah. then as I got older, I really, really relate to Lisa. Really? Yeah. I was like, See, oh, I've man. always, I, I mean, I, I never liked Bart. I have always been a Homer man, and I, uh, yeah, I, oh, I, I always will be. Homer. What's that? Now I kind of get mad at Homer. Why do you get mad at Homer? Well, I mean, if you are you watching past season ten? Not because really. Homer before before. Season ten is the greatest television character that's ever existed. Oh, I mean, I love him. Like in that way that everyone has that friend from childhood that you right, really like, right. what you love. Like they ripped the sweetness away from Homer after that season. Like yeah. there, I think I remember watching, and I've talked to like you know I've talked to Adrian, our friend who does. Uh, Adrian has issues and um, 
some other people uh, that we're friends with online. And uh, really, there's a point in like it's either season ten or season eleven. I can't remember where. Uh, suddenly, Homer is uh, a submarine captain. Yep. And somehow, yeah, exactly. And somehow that was the breaking point with the Simpsons. We were like, we'll, we will accept him as an astronaut Mm -hmm. submarine captain. No way. No, fuck you. Now, what are you doing to my show? Like that was like that. That was, I remember that as being like the point where I literally like just said, I'm not watching this anymore. And what I noticed for people who are a little like older than us, probably like their later thirties, forties, they uh-huh. say it's the episode when Mister when Principal Skinner is revealed not to be the real Principal Skinner. What they call the that fucking the Armin Tanzarian episode? Yeah. Those people are stupid as fuck. That's they, an amazing episode. It's great, but that's a Jump the Shark episode. Too, oh, a lot of people. And Matt oh, Groening well, hates I, it too. How does Mac? Well, well, what does he care? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever he, read um, the unauthorized oral history of The Simpsons? No. Is it good? Yeah. I don't know if you like oral histories as much as I do. I do like oral They're, histories, but it's yeah. Incredible. I mean, everyone. So it's just about the inside of the writer's room in the golden age of The Simpsons. Chris, has anyone ever told you you have an amazing radio voice? <laughs> Usually as an insult. Hell! Oh, it was an, as an insult. Yeah, that's it. No. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's... No, you really do. Like I, uh, I was doing, um, I was doing. Oh shit! What was it? Edit this to make it sound like I. There was a. It was, I did the Bennington show on Sirius XM uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, he's like one of the best radio people I've like ever been on with. You remind me of him so much. Oh, do so you do like serious radio stuff, not these. Well, serious in no, no, no. Like I, I was very lucky. I got to do uh, that one, and I, I did Bennington, which is honestly, if you if you're like a radio fan, like he's the best. Oh, I wish I had serious. Yeah, right. Like, I, I don't even have serious. Well, I podcast didn't even, uh... is just poor man serious. Like, if, oh, I, I, really? Do you think that's it? Podcasts are just poor man serious. That's what it feels like to me. Mark well, Maron. I, I can't do Stern, so I did Mark Maron. Huh? That was very funny. Yeah. I, oh, shit. Is he on Sirius? No, Mark Maron's free, but Stern is. No, right? I know Mark Maron's free, but oh, is yeah. Stern on Sirius? It, what's the other one? Is shit, it... I should have fucking walked around and tried to find Howard Stern while I was there. But I did that. I, I did yeah, that Stern, with Barry. Because there's only one radio. There's. It's just, oh, that's right. You're right. It actually is. Two. Yeah. I don't know what the other I, one was called. Listen, I don't know. <laughs> I wish I did. Yeah, your story is more important. Let's talk about that. No, they have no story. But I w- what I wanted to say is, like, you, uh, you're a very good radio dude. I don't think you realize that. Like, oh, I think you, you. I think you need to know that you're very good at what you do, and you make you made me feel immediately comfortable. Oh, thanks. That's you can uh, keep this in or edit it out. I'm I don't deflect, care. Deflect because that's what my natural state. No, that's what your natural state is to deflect compliments. <laughs> no, but thank yeah, you very no. much. That's really nice. Uh, yeah, yeah you and Adrian are both like naturally incredibly good at this. Yeah, I, I, so you got to meet him. I, I saw on the internet. Who? Adrian. Adrian. Uh, Adrian? Oh man, that was so much fun when and he came to buy. Uh, I wanted to ask you about that show too because that was the with uh, Barry Crimson. Is that how you say? His Barry Crimmins. Crimmins from uh, the the documentary. The... Yeah, from Call Me Lucky. Yeah, yeah Bobcat Goldthwaite's Gold 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 Yeah. Oh man. That, yeah. Those were those were incredible. I'm so glad Adrian got to see it. Like I. I I know I invited you up, but it's a little bit more of a hike from Rhode Island to New York than yeah. I almost where Adrian is. And I was going to make it work, and then we ended up not. It's just one of those like things. Because like, well, let me tell you yeah. something, Chris. If you want to come back, I he do. Is, uh, he is doing. 
I mean, I have nothing to do with it, but he is doing shows at um, the Creek in the Cave uh, November 21st to the 25th. I think my friend works there. Who's your friend? McKay. Is that where she works? That's is a very... It, is it in Queeks? Queens? It's... Yeah, is it in Queeks? Queeks. Oh man, right? let me ask my wife where the borough of Queeks is. Um, no, no, yeah. <laughs> what if no, she it's had in an Queens. Answer? It's in uh, Long Island City. Yeah, that would be funny if she was like, "Yeah, Queeks, it's right next to Bronx." Like, oh, I never gone to that part of the Bronx. <laughs> like all true New Yorkers. Yeah. Do I, do I, do I, I don't. I mean, I don't know you. We haven't like talked too much about this shit, but like, there was one time I was on the subway. And uh, uh, a lady was uh, yelling about how, how where I live isn't technically Manhattan because it's so far up. She's like, oh, it's technically the Bronx. I was like, that's not how fucking geography works. <laughs> like, you don't get to just call it the Bronx because you're uncomfortable around minorities. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like in it's, New York, oddly yeah. enough. Yeah, like, and, and my friend Mark Norman has, like, the greatest joke about that. Like, someone, do you know Mark Norman? He's, he's an amazing comic. Do you know I him know at all? Name. I must follow him on the Twitter. Yeah, he's, he's one of the best joke writers in the world. And he, he, like, writes for, uh, Amy, uh, Inside Amy Schumer. And he's, like, he, he's her opening act. He has, like, one of my favorite jokes about, uh, New York. And he's, like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people call me racist. He's, like, but I live in New York City. If I was racist, I'd just be exhausted. <laughs> like, you know, it's, just, it's, it's, it's a fucking perfect joke. And he's, that's just how he is. He's terrific. He's, it, so listen, I should be promoting myself, but if it's while I'm not while doing that, while I'm not doing that, please seek out Mark Norman. He's one of the best joke writers. Oh, and let me do this too. Do you know who David Feldman is? No, I know the name, I feel like. You don't know the name. It's fine. I understand. You're being very nice. No, I, I follow a lot of people on Twitter. And honestly, mm-hmm. when I have guests come on, I literally just go through their feed and then just pick a bunch of people to follow. Well, David Feldman marketing. is... Uh, yeah, marketing. That's very funny, Chris. Hey, then they might listen to your episode. That's how I get downloads. I thought yeah, that's all I'm doing. I'm just trying to get your SEO up. You yeah. Know, just like, just, that's all I uh, What a BuzzFeed, a, a, a Google... What do I have to do? Buzz Google. What, do I, what other things? Does it not work with spoken word? I don't know how this works. Is like, can I just do I just say the words and all of a sudden you yeah. get more traffic? Well, it's Apple, so no one knows how that. Apple, works. <laughs> iMac, yeah, iPod. Everything's great. <laughs> but there's a there's this guy and he's he's a. Do you ever watch the Green Room on Showtime? No, I, I don't have Showtime. All right, well, it's a show that Paul Provenza put on and. Um, David Feldman was a, a producer on it, and uh, he's, he created the Jack and Triumph show. And uh, he is, no lie, my favorite joke writer in the world right now. Like, he is he is the one person I've seen in the last couple months that, like, I his jokes do not leave my head, and I tell other people about him. And... Uh, He's just getting back into stand-up. He took a year off to do the Jack and Triumph show. And he's won, like, three Emmys. Wow. And, like... uh, Someone you get to see in New York a lot? I see him all the time. He does my shows. He does my Sunday night show all the time. Like, he's a... A friend, even. Yeah, well... (laughs) Maybe someday, Chris. Isn't it weird when you know people, but you don't know how to label it? You're like, uh, you know... uh, I don't... I mean, I would call him a friend, but, like... uh, Do you... 
I have a question about comedy. Do you? You got a question? Give it. Give it to me. Do you have coworkers? In a way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, would you never be like, oh, my colleague Mark Norman? I mean, I yeah. know him, but like, cause that's weird. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, I would talk about like Norman and like Feldman and like all those guys on that level, like kind of the same way you and I would talk about um, like teachers in middle school. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just I mean, even though Mark's my age, he's like so far above where I am uh that like every every time like i hang out with him or i hang out with feldman and uh honest I, honest to god chris look up feldman shit it's 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 almost a tragedy that he is not more well known like he is has some of the best jokes i've ever heard and and mark norman is the same like i i love joke writers like that i'm not like that kind of comic i can't i i don't do like the joke writing thing but uh my my uh, set is all set up, set up, set up. Oh, I'm very sad. <laughs> you know, like it's just. But like, yeah, no. I would say we're colleagues. Like, I would say I would say that about anybody. I would say that about anybody that is an actual comic. I think uh, uh, if they're doing the work and they're out there and they're performing in front of people, yeah, they're they're my fucking they're my family. You just I never mean, hear like performer types like referred because it's not like a clock in nine to five kind of get. It's not like a job job. It's a very it's you're like a bunch of lone wolves making a pack in a weird way. Right. And what, right. Which makes it, it uh, any type of tone. You're not working for a company, you know? Yeah. You're, well, you're working for a company. You're in terms of the big C you're working. Everything you do is in the name of the comedy, yeah. you know, and then in terms of the big, C, at least that's how I look at it. Like, uh, you know, my, I hesitate to call him this, but like my, my mentor and my idol, Eddie Pepitone t- has taught me, so much about all that. How like did just, you uh, get to know that guy? He's like, uh, I paid him to do comedy in Rochester, and then we became friends. So it was that's awesome. It, it's not like a very like I know. I just reached out to his agent. And I booked him to, when I was living in Rochester to come and do a a show at a theater that I had a connection to. And uh, yeah, he's taught me. He's he he has, and he would never even acknowledge this or realize it, but he's taught me more about comedy than anybody. Like he's anybody. Like a comics comic. Not, well, yeah. Yeah. No. What do you mean by, like, but what do you mean by that? I never heard of him until I, well, so I, I, I would say I like, it wasn't until like five, last five years. I came really into like the comedy. Oh world. no, that makes sense. No, that's when he started getting big. Yeah. The last yeah, five then, years. So I, I started liking, I guess what people call like the alts comics. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite comics? I'm sorry, I oh, yeah, hate, but, you know, like the David Cross world of like post Mr. Show when I learned about all those people and then listened to like, stand up and then like um, everyone that I loved would always talk about their favorite people and Pepitone was always that guy that. Oh uh, yeah, well Eddie's the best. Like Chris Hardwick, who I actually don't love as a stand up. <laughs> really, Chris Hardwick likes Eddie? Yeah, he was on uh, Nerdist. Why doesn't he have him on fucking At Midnight anymore? Eddie needs the exposure and the fucking money. Why just I, put him on fucking At Midnight? I don't Chris. know how that works. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that works either. But if you listen to this fucking either. podcast, you take two seconds and you listen to me, yeah. and you put Eddie fucking Pepitone on your goddamn show because the man is gonna. You know what? I know why they don't put him on because he'll fucking do better than everybody. I don't know if Chris Hardwick books At Midnight either. <laughs> oh, you don't think Chris Hardwick could say? Let's oh, have Eddie Pepitone on. Yeah, but like here, like Pete Holmes, like that, that like Nerdist crew, or the he was always somebody you hear talked about. Is he a Boston guy? Pepitone? No, he's a New York guy. New York guy. Okay. Uh, 
yeah, yeah, no, he he was a New York guy. He used to. This is getting creepy now, just because he's like my fucking hero. But like, uh, what if he hears this? He won't. Of course, he. I, I've already told him all this in person. Oh. He knows all of this. It's not creepy. It's like I've told it. Like we've hung out enough to where he knows that our relationship is weird. Um, That's amazing. Uh, have you seen In Ruins? His special? No. I PA'd that. Oh no way! Uh, yeah, I did. That was a. Uh, I I PA'd that special and I PA'd um, Matt Bronger's Big Dumb Animal. Oh no! How do you? What do you do for that? Like as a PA? Well. Get is it like literally <laughs> just get coffee like what people always joke about. Yeah, you think that, right? Like, but uh. No, I have no idea. I don't. Work oh, really? Anything. You don't know? Oh, well, that's uh, what people always. Well, joke my about. job, my job was when I was when I was there. Like the first day was very intense. The first day was crazy intense. Like I got there, I think at eight o'clock in the morning. And we were loading in a lot of just heavy duty equipment, and uh, the director is a fellow named Stephen Finearts, who is fucking brilliant like when it comes to like comedy direction he's if i had my you know my druthers and i was able to be like an eddie pepitone or a matt bronger and have someone direct my special he's absolutely who i would have um and he's a very chill guy and he was great and with the first day was just a ton of loading and equipment setting up shit it was very boring once the night stuff came around, my job kind of devolved into make sure Eddie isn't angry. You know, like that was kind of what it huh. what it became. And uh, I didn't get hired to do the Bronger special. That just I got I, I was part of Eddie's group because we're friends. And uh, the doing the Bronger thing was just kind of like an added bonus, nice. which was very yeah. That was it was great. It was really great. It was last June or a couple of Junes ago, and. Uh, it, it was really great. Like there was, uh, for me, it was an amazing experience. Like just as a comic seeing that, cause I got to hang out with, uh, like everybody, you know, I was like, uh, the, one of my favorite, one of my favorite comedy stories ever is, uh, the second night of filming, uh, Eddie came out and he started his act and, uh, the director had to stop him because there was an inconsistency with the markings on his hat, <laughs> which I know sounds like pretty, pretty wow. shitty. Yeah. Right. But you're like, you know, but like, you know, you know, in movies and shit, you can't have that. No, no. So no. like, so, uh, he comes out and Eddie comes, just Eddie came fucking roaring out. And then poor Steven, who's an amazing director, had to stop him and say, okay, go back. We got to fix some things. Oof. Yeah, right? Comedy's it's comedy's lightning it, in a bottle. Yeah. It, I mean, it, but Eddie's great, so it doesn't matter. But, like, what the thing that saved that entire uh, episode, he was back there for way longer than you would have wanted anybody to have been back there. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, it was, and I, the, the, uh, the lady who was doing, like, the makeup and all the, and the hair and stuff, uh, crazy talented uh samantha jane gerwitz is her name she uh she was very like attentive and she was like trying to make like like really you know make sure everything was okay but that night colin quinn was opening for eddie and i then colin quinn is one of the 
one of, if not the funniest people I've ever been around. And, uh, I always remember this. It was the best. Eddie gets, he comes out and he's full Eddie and he's like really committed to doing a thing. And then Steven stops him and he goes, you got to go back. And Eddie goes, you could join this to me to my fucking special. And he, Eddie goes backstage. Gets really kind of tense. And then I'm in the back with Colin Quinn and Mark Norman and all these people. And uh, Colin Quinn goes, uh, once it gets to like a fever pitch of how uncomfortable it is. To the entire room, which was like 300 people, Colin Quinn goes, oh, this is bad. This is real bad. He's not coming back from this. <laughs> and it was the funniest fucking thing. Because as soon as he said that, Pepitone came out and just fucking murdered. It was it was like one of the happiest moments of my comedy life. Where was it recorded? At the Bell House in Brooklyn. I've never been there, but I've heard it's cool. It's fine. I mean, do you like comedy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a weird it's a weird comedy room. I think it's a weird comedy room if you're not doing specials there. I think like because it's massive, like it's it's really big. Like if you ever watch that special in Ruins with uh, Pepitone um, on Netflix, you can. Um, my wife is the pretty blonde lady that they keep cutting to laughing. And I'm always kind of like, oh, she did a little bit better than I did on that one. <laughs> Such a comic. You can't even enjoy it. You're like, huh? No, why would I enjoy it? My wife is getting more exposure than I am. Yeah, you're like, Damn. I just fixed the hat in the fucking mic stand when he moved it wrong. And I had to run up on stage during the second night and be like, oh, for continuity's sake, Eddie, let me fucking arrange this. Why would I get any credit? Oh man, so I, I you never imagine how much work directors do. I, I could never even fathom any of that. Yeah, Fine Arts is an amazing director, dude. Like he like he's very laid back, which is really great. Like a lot of directors that I've worked with are very um control freaks. Yeah, but everyone's a control freak, dude. Like you're a control freak too. Like it's your yeah. fucking podcast. You know what I mean? Like we all have, we're all a control freak on our own level. Like yeah. he was just he. I mean, Stephen is younger than me even, and he was like, he was so good, Chris. Like I just like a, I, I mean, to, like he was like inspirationally good at directing comedy, which uh, it's hard which to, to do. Yeah, it's incredibly hard to do, and all that means to me. Is that he just said, okay, we have the cameras going in the right direction. Good, let them do this. Like he like knew intrinsically like what he had to do, and it was uh, he 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 was really just like a joy to watch. Yeah, it's I watched uh, Amy Schumer's special, The Live at the Apollo. What'd you think? Oh, I loved it. Okay, good. Because I, I I like her a lot, and like I I don't really like watching stand up on TV. It just doesn't do it for me as much. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. And, and so I was like, ah, oh, you know, it was funny, but like I had seen her once before, so like some of that stuff I heard. And but so the whole time I was like kind of watching, I was like, wow, the director has to make this fucking interesting. Like they have to make a lot of edits and choices. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's with Chris that's, Rock. I thought did a great job with that part of it. The Chris, uh, oh, he directed that. That's right. Yeah, I thought he did a really good job. That's right. And, but like, cause like, it, I mean, in theory, if you ever. Someone sent, you know, I do this enough where I, I get to talk to a lot of cool people, but it's always like, check out my comedy, and it's just like a YouTube video on someone's phone of them. And like, in theory, a comedy special could just be that. Yeah, it absolutely could be anything. And I mean, so the, thing like, I'm do- 
the thing I'm doing in a couple of weeks is like I, you know, today I was talking to um, I was I was talking to my friend Alex Brazell, who's David uh, Feldman's manager, and um, you know, like my my entire idea with like the show I'm doing on uh, November fifteenth at Bunga's Den in New York was uh, I was just gonna like do it and record it and burn my material. But, like, really all I want to do is, like, just, like, get rid of, like, all my dog stuff. Because, you know, my dog passed away about a month ago. Yeah, yeah. And that's – I'm glad I wanted to – I meant to ask you that. First. Did you see how professionally I wove that back to what I wanted to talk about for yeah, this episode? How awesome so you, that – yeah. That, what is it? It's called dog – it's just called dog stuff. It's not. I mean, that's just the the preliminary name for it. The, the real, the real impetus is. I really, I want to not. The material I got about my dog, is is uh, you know, I I rely on it a lot, and it's at a point now where it's like I just I can't do it anymore, both like emotionally and honestly. It's I I'm just like past. So there's like a metaphor in it when your dog passed too. Like this, you have to have a, a comedy rebirth, if you will. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the shitty thing that happens is when he when he, he when he passed away, I was on the road, and uh, I had to go on stage like two hours after I found out. And oh, I, I, yeah, it was the best set I ever had. But um, that's what happened to Tig. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what happened to Tig. I it was the a- same thing. She had cancer. Uh, I was like, my dog is dead. But like but, the thing that, but emotions. You're married, no kids. That dog is not your a dog. Mm-hmm. That, that's a child. Thank you. I I, yeah. I appreciate that. that uh, I appreciate you. Uh, I get it. I'm married with a cat. Yeah, you know what I'm talking I, about. I went to agriculture high school. I used to want to be a vet. Like I, I am way too attached to animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, but so you know what I mean. Then, like, it's just it was such a fucking it's your hard. Yeah, he was he was my boy and he was our boy and like he was he meant a lot to us and I have a and he he was a a big deal and um because of that I had just I have probably like 15 I would say about 15 minutes of material on him that like I just I just I'm, every time I have done it since then it's uh it's been an emotional piece of shit you know what I mean? Like I, the jokes are hitting, but I just don't want to keep doing them. You know what I mean? And so, like the whole idea is, with the show on the fifteenth, I am I'm gonna put all that to bed. That's I'm gonna awesome. do all. Yeah, hopefully it'll inspire me to actually write new shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I forgot what Seinfeld special it is, but it's where he does like a skit where he's putting he has a funeral for his jokes. And it's oh, like, I fucking hate that special. I hate that. Yeah, I, like fuck you, Jerry. Your jokes aren't that fucking precious. Only the way you he have says to have like a goddamn that. fake funeral. <laughs> What's the deal with toothbrushes, everybody? There it goes. How they brush your teeth? Yeah, we get it, Jerry. <laughs> Doesn't it's the nineties. Have you ever um have you ever heard of the band The Format by any chance? Mm-hmm. Because when you had dog stuff, I was like, I wonder if he's gonna call it dog problems, but then didn't because of their album Dog Problems. <laughs> yeah, that's all no, I can think dog, of. I mean, yeah, no, it's funny. It doesn't work. I'll but call it dog problems. Think of that album, which was incredible. <laughs> also, What's their name again? Uh it's the called Dog Problems. No, the band name for the, the format? formats? Yeah, okay, yeah. It was right. Nate from Fun. Nate uh, uh. Before fun, it was before. Ruined fun. it. It ruined it for me. 
Yeah, I mean, I like. They have a weird they... history with that band that I'm going to talk to you about. Do you know that personally, off the air, but... or like? Well, I, I know Jack Antonoff, and we uh, <laughs> do not have similar viewpoints. But you guys, uh, uh, you both dated Lena Dunham before you got. Married. Yeah, we both dated Lena Dunham, I and I was like, "Listen, you're a little too chatty." Yeah. I but think your storylines don't cake. go near, don't go anywhere near where you think they are. Stop eating cake on the toilet. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah. So like, show uh, is I, why I enjoy your show. It's not a comedy because it's not funny. It's a dramedy because somebody no, there's, there's needs nothing, to not write punchlines. There's nothing funny about it. I what, mean, girls? No, I think girls. The, the thing is, I think girls is an incredibly good show. Oh, I, I like really it, do. Like, it's not on that level of Louie where it's like depressed, but funny well, because it's satire. Well, now you're talking about God. Yeah, but it's, like I mean, Louie is just a. Well, he's like a Woody Allen minus the weird child sex stuff. Yeah. That we know yeah. of. Hey-o. Hey. That's a cheap joke. That's fine. For you can get your joke Louis. however you want. We apologize, Louie. I know you. I hung out with Louie a couple weeks ago. You Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It was amazing. It was a dream come true. Whoa. The Barry, Barry Crimmins, actually, you know, the patron saint of comedy in my life, Barry Crimmins, uh, when I had him do some shows here he was very kind and invited me to um go hang out with him at the comedy cellar which i thought was just okay let's go hang out at the comedy cellar do you do you know what i'm talking about right that's oh, this like, is opening louis yeah that's uh the mecca for comedy i guess you could say like uh Anyway, so, Wait, so you booked my, the show. I think you should tell people. Right, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, I did, I did. I um, That's I pretty, reached pretty out pretty to Barry cool. on Twitter, and we're very um, we geographically we're from a very similar region. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from Rochester, he's from Skinny Atlas, and one of my favorite Barry jokes is he says Skinny Atlas is Native American for beautiful lake surrounded by fascists. Um. Oh, you didn't laugh at that, Chris? That's fine. No, that's cool. Then. No, <laughs> um, no, I was no, trying to think. A, I was like, well, is that no, a it's local? A great joke. I don't know that town. Is that true? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I've never been up there. No, fuck it. Do you have a big Skinny Atlas listener, listenership that you're hoping not to uh, offend? Yeah, I've never heard of that town. <laughs> yeah, good. Fuck them. Fuck you, Skinny Atlas. Is that what it's really um, called, Skinny Atlas? Yeah, that's what it sounds like, but it's S-K-A-E-N-A-E-T-L-E-S. I think is how you spell it. I mean, it's a good uh, joke. I, I bet it's true if you're from if you're from there. You'd be like, hey, you I'm not true. from there. Don't fucking lump me in with that. You're but from like, Rochester. I'm from Rochester. Yeah, I've never I'm from Hay Falls. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so like Barry was very nice, and like we had like some good shows while he was here. He's coming back, and he's doing the Creek and the Cave for a week, the 21st and the 25th of November, and um, it was very, it was like very serendipitous. Like he was like, hey, do you want to? Louis wants to you know, talk to him because he was he was uh, there at the beginning of Louis's career, and uh, he saw Louis as like a seventeen-year-old coming through the Ding Ha, when, which is a club that Barry started. And they, he made a really great joke. He was like, you know, I know my documentary is called "Call Me Lucky." He's like, if I had to rename it, I would call it "Thank God I Was Nice to That Kid." <laughs> like, <laughs> so, and it and it was it was great. 
great because for me as like a comic, I got to do everything I want. I want to do as a comedian just without earning it. <laughs> like I got to hang out at the com uh, at the comics table at the comedy cellar. I got to walk in and watch uh, Louis C.K. do a pop in set. It was it was amazing. Oh man! It was just it was like a yeah, it was great. And you got to sit at the table. Yeah, I did. But did you talk at all? I, I did. Yeah. I did. I uh, I made an odd joke. There was a couple of uh, uh, what happened. What ended up happening was like Barry and Louie, who have known each other for like almost thirty years now, were kind of like talking by themselves, and I didn't want to, you know, intrude on that. Like I figured they were having a thing. They're having a moment. They were talking, and uh, a couple of British comics that were doing Des Bryant. Now, God damn it. I can't remember the other fellow's name. Very funny. Very, 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 very funny comics. They were like British and they were really, really good. And, uh, and I was really like, uh, I was really intimidated by the entire situation because I had never been there before. Look, when, uh, when Katie and I, my wife Katie moved here, um, I decided like I'm not gonna go to the comedy cellar until I walk in with Louie, which was just a dumb, stupid fucking thing I said in my like head. That sounds like one of his episodes, except... Oh, it doesn't sound... Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like, like a Louie yeah, episode, just, except without... You know. Except he his would have been better written. Like, 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 I just, like, it was, like, one of those dumb things. You know how, like, you have, like, those, like, uh, those, like, dream goals? Yeah, but he had like, episode, not... remember? He tried to buy, like, a house that he couldn't afford. So, oh yeah, I love so that, that one. Where he's like, where he's like, uh, where he's like swirling around with the realtor, and he's like, everything, everything. Yeah, oh, so I love that episode. Seems like a beginning of a Louis episode, except we're gonna call it Jimmy. And, uh, yeah, yeah, the Jimmy show is just me looking at a boxing ring and going, "Nah, I'm fine." But <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> is, yeah, yeah no, I'm good. I get it. Uh, the weird thing about this was like, I, I had like, I made like this like really boisterous and stupid exclamation to like my wife and a bunch of friends where I was like, I'm not going to the comedy cellar unless I walk in with Louis CK. And, uh, was that even like feasible in your mind? Did you know, have any, or it was just a stupid thing you said? Was it a stupid thing? I said, yeah, it was just, but like, there was no, was there any logic behind it? Like, why would you ever, have you ever met him before this? No, not at all. And, uh, it was, uh, It was it was really weird because like I, I I was like really excited about it and uh he he like walked in and I saw him and I was like ah oh, I don't know uh, how do I react you know like that's like God just like walked in were you like wow they're um, not that tall not very good looking well the thing that weirded me out was that we were very similar just like in our mannerisms and like how we talked to each other but what was great was like I, I had said like I'm not. I made a point to not go to the comedy cellar unless he had like walked me in. And then that, that night he literally was like, do you want to see my set? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and he walked me into the comedy cellar and I was like, well, there's a goal that you didn't I tell never... him this, right? You played it cool. No, no. I, yeah, no, I told him everything. I was like, listen, did you get my letters? <laughs> Did yeah. you get my letters well, and everything else? So w- when you're living this night as a comedian, um, is there a part of the back of your head you're like, some of this is going to be material? 
There, no, no, none of it. Like, literally, I mean, none of it was uh, I thought was going to be material. Like, there was like at all. Like, it was uh, it was such a it was such like a weird happy moment. You know what I mean? Like, it was I. It was a thing I never expected, and it was all because of Barry Crimmins, who was like the patron saint of my comedy life. Like, he's this like, could be like a good story for like the Moth. Oh fuck them! You don't like that? Show? I I don't care. I like punchlines. Yeah. <laughs> like I like I like jokes with jokes. Um Well that's not funny at all. That show's not funny. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like I I mean it's 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 a good story, but it's only a good story for comedy fans. Like and it's only really a good story for people like me that really fucking love him. Yeah. And uh and the rest of America. He's a big oh, enough guy. You think so? Really? Uh, Louie? Oh my god. People who don't even like give a shit see, about stand up, no Louis C.K. Like my parents. See, I'm so proprietary about because I have liked him for so long. Yeah, no, he's he's the guy that uh, really. Oh God, I mean, no, that's I, that's impressive to hear. Yeah, I'm, maybe I don't know because I'm not in that world at all. And like, oh yeah, like, so one of my coworkers was referencing the other day, and like, mm-hmm. what and, joke was it? Uh, what is it the. Similar to your the Mark Norman one about the minorities, and then white guy goes to Africa. Look at all these minorities, something like that. Oh yeah, that's actually I mean, that's, person, that is. It's a great joke, but it's you know this person like you know they went to that Australia. is actually a Richard Pryor joke. Oh, it was. Yeah, the Richard Pryor when uh, he said uh, he went to Africa is when he decided he was no longer going to say the N word because he looked around and goes, "Where are all the minorities?" <laughs> and then that's when he realized. He yeah, shouldn't I mean, say that. Yeah, I, th- I think Amy Schumer might be the like the new comedy god for the pop culture world. Yeah, before yeah. that, it was Louis. Yeah, he was. He's he's the guy. He's everyone. Everyone knew who he was. If you uh, Schumer is great. I'm not going to take away anything that she does. She's great. Oh, she's what? She's she's well, doing a lot of really good stuff. I think it's hard for comedians because it's like you're in the trenches. So like it's kind of like how the Big Bang Theory is like the most popular show in America. I never watched an episode. and I probably hate it. Yeah, but like it appeals to Big the Bang most Theory, yeah, people. Right. So I think Louis is one of those people. Why do you think, why, Chris? Why do you think the Big Bang Theory appeals to the most amount of people? What is it? Is it like a? Oh no, I honestly have never watched it. Oh, neither have I. Yeah, but why do you I think? What what, but like, what, do you, what? Why do you think that? Just like have, as, oh, as someone who has never watched it. CBS show. Uh, it's kind of like barely. It's just riddled. on. You think that's all? No, it is? it's like barely riddled in nerd culture. So it's just it's. The culture—it's uh, it's hitting the zeitgeist at the right. I mean, it's just fucking executives making the right decision at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, people mm-hmm. who like casually like call them. Well, I—I I think I would be one of those people who's like a casual nerd. But if we had Adrian here, he would out nerd me immediately. And has. I think Adrian and I could make you feel like a piece of shit nerd. Yeah. Like we'd be like, you're not nerdy enough. I don't think he meant to do. Get your shit together, me, Chris. I told him I liked the Avengers too, and then he told me why I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, why did you like the Avengers too? Actually, uh, I rewatched it. I disagree with Adrian's points on this. We, my wife and I rewatched it. I think it's much better than people give it credit for. I remember liking it, but then I was like, then I found out I didn't like it, and now I don't like it again. I don't, I don't but I don't care enough. About it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what uh, I that, no, you're no, no. This that's, that's all I need to hear. You're like a nerd through and through. If that's your fucking mental process, yeah. No, yeah, uh, like, you're no, no, a nerd. No, no, I'm a Simpsons nerd. Like I'm a nerd for certain things. Simpsons. Well, good. Like Everyone needs to be in there for something, right? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. What's, what's, 
Is The Simpsons your favorite thing to be a nerd about? What's your favorite thing to be a nerd about? Simpsons and comedy podcast. What's your favorite comedy podcast? Oh, I don't know if I have a favorite. It depends on the week. Oh, I put you on the spot. Yeah. A little, a little bit of gotcha journalism, yeah, courtesy of Jimmy Lachey. I've been in a big uh, You Made It Weird Pete Holmes mood. That's been. Oh, you like three hour diatribes about what people are upset Comedies. about? Yeah, no, okay, yeah. I get yeah. it. No, that's fine. Sometimes I do the Nerdist, sometimes WTF. Um, do you ever listen to Hollywood Handbook? That one's fucking funny. Yeah, that one's actually really good. Yeah, Sean like, was on the show. At, well, Sean who? Uh, Sean Clemens, host of Hollywood. Oh, okay. But yeah. due to some technical difficulties, we lost the episode. Due to technical What happened? I actually still never figured it out. Our, my Skype, I don't know. Uh, but Did you just, okay, look, it's totally cool. No, I didn't really, I really didn't, I didn't lose it or anything. Okay. I lost others. No, it, actually, the reason we got connected, believe it or not, is our mom. We're from the same area, and our mm-hmm. moms worked together mm-hmm. at one time. This is like a year, within a year. Wow! <laughs> and then my mom's like, your moms work together at a you hospital. You guys are like best friends. So then my mom's like bragging to her, like, my son has a podcast, which he shouldn't do. And she's like, oh, uh, yeah. so. <laughs> Wait, was that your mom or his mom? That's my mom. Oh, that's the funniest fucking thing in the world. And then she's my like, son oh, has a podcast. My son has it. a podcast. I think it's called Hollywood something. So my mom it's tells me. It's called Hollywood Handbook. Everybody like, yeah. come around. And my mom's like, yeah, he writes for some show called Workaholics. It's like, yeah, I know what that is. So my mom's like, I'm going to have talk to his mom and have him on your podcast. I'm like, no, don't do that. That's weird. And oddly enough, we ended up following each other on Twitter, and he messaged me. He's like, yeah, dude, I'll totally do it. Super fucking That's nice crazy. Dude. Yeah. And then. Who's know. your favorite interview other than me? Who's uh, the favorite show? guys that you've had? Yeah. Oh, other than me. Jimmy Chase's first appearance. Well, Jimmy Chase's first. Uh, clearly. But who's uh, other than that? Huh. Uh, well, Adrian's up there. Adrian's great. I love that dude. Adrian. I think the one that meant the most to me was Stephen Smith from uh, Going Off Track, because I used to watch a show on Fuse all the time. Not so. Stephen A. Smith from f- fucking ESPN, right? No, no. Oh, God, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, fuck Fuse, that guy, right? Fuse. Stephen yeah. Rock okay, cool. I'm a big punk, I'm a punk rock guy. I come up with You're punk rock. Big, uh, who's your favorite punk rock band? My father-in-law is like a huge like oh. punk rock. My father-in-law, his name is Bill Sauer. This dude will take you to fucking school oh, yeah, on yeah. any I, kind I'm of a... music. I'm a sucker from that like 2000 screamo emo era pop punk. Do you, you do know that punk rock existed before 2000, right? Yeah, yeah, but I okay, good. Uh, obviously. So um, you don't you don't like that you okay? No, no, I, I I like it, but I'm just still in my. You know how you, it's a nostalgia thing. By the time you fu- the first time I heard like that saves the day or brand new record or like slip <laughs> never fucking left me. Yeah, that's great. Like what I you like, man? I don't like give a shit. Much- I've been listening like like older emo like Texas is the reason and American. You bet. Okay, I just want to point out, Chris, that one of the saddest sentences I've heard in recent memory was, "Since I've got older, I've been listening to this emo." Like that's one of the saddest. Oh man, I've had the guy who runs Washed Up Emo on the show. There's a guy that runs Washed Up Emo. That oh, sounds dude. like it's just a guy with a rag full oh, of like beaten dreams. Yeah, no, he he works for Sony. He's fucking awesome. He DJ. He, if you ever do see Emo Nights in Brooklyn, I think that's him. Uh, emo Nights in Brooklyn. That's every night in Brooklyn. Have you never been to Brooklyn? No, it's no, like all white people that are sad that have things paid for them and they're uh, no, for no reason. That's a whole. You, you gotta. Talk no, about it's it. not true, emo. Yeah, at, what you is, go to is this band emo.com and find out. 
Chris, walk me through what a true emo is. Oh, see, I'm not, I'm not the true emo god, but like I. No, but what's your approximation of true emo? Because I, I really do not understand yeah, so the genre, think it's and like I want to know. Romance and all stuff, but that's not like okay. But the, the, even deeper than that, like, what do you mean? American football. When you say cap and jazz. American um, football. Yep. Wicked. Sounds emotional. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, but like no, no, but seriously, because I, I also a good band. That sounds good. Yeah. But like no, but tell me, like what you, what what is only because I have zero. Yeah, it's funny. Actual, comedy and music are so they're like cousins. They're very similar. You're they're right. Similar, uh, you're absolutely oh, God, right. So different. I just had this dude on. Um, I don't know if you know who Jeff Garlock is. He's not like famous or anything. Mm-hmm. But he's, saying, the name sounds familiar. Yeah. He's a UCB teacher. One of those dudes. Um, Jeff Garlock. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he, go ahead. So yeah. He was in a bunch of like bands that never blew up, and then did comedy. So he is like the Venn diagram of like the show I like. So he's like his whole life is like. <laughs> Being with a bunch of musicians who don't know anything about comedy, and then being with a bunch of comedians who don't know anything about music. Yeah. So, like, the way you can geek out about comedians is how people can, like, dive deep into, like, albums and music and fucking bands. And it's the same thing. It's like... But, uh, like what, no, but, like, what do you mean, like, is, like, a... What do you mean, like, is, like, a good, like, emo band? Like, tell me. Because uh, like, I, 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 I want to, like, understand... The best like, thing anyone could do, uh, go on Spotify and listen to the Washed Up Emo playlist. But should I? Oh, like, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. okay. Emo's not what you think it is. I mean, like, no, like, I'm, not, I'm not judging you at all. Oh, well, I don't I'm feel not that. judging you whatsoever. Like, yeah, because it's, it's a weird thing. It's like the Get Up Kids and Texas is okay. the reason. So it's like it's kind of a spectrum, and it's not whiny at all. It's just more of like lo-fi. But, but like, how would you define the genre? Like, if you were like trying to like tell someone like a third grader this is what oh, emo okay. is uh, i don't know how i don't how do you talk to kids uh, usually with a very Long authoritarian stick. voice yes <laughs> do as i said as if there's no way to be right or wrong yeah but, like, I, don't I don't know what you listen to i guess you just listen to it because i'm very curious about like the people that like um you know, and I think it's great. I really think it's great. I think I, I think when people like find like their their music, you know, I think like that's like one of the most important things that a person can have is their music. But the way a music snob looks at people who like pop music is the way a right. comedy snob looks at someone who thinks that Jeff Dunham is the greatest comedian ever. Uh, Unless you love Jeff Dunham. No, why would I love it, Jeff Dunham? Exactly. I'm, not, I'm not going to shit on him because that's I think what there's, I love, like, a, a there's actual comedy happening with his puppets and shit. But it's funny, so you can I, be like a music uh, snob and then be like, oh, yeah, but I was listening to this fucking funny dude, Jeff Dunham. And then mm-hmm. you be like a comedy snob, like, I love this band. They're called One Direction. <laughs> I've never heard of One Direction song in my entire life. How really? weird is that? Yeah. I, well, so well, may, I may, well, here's the thing. Maybe I have. Yeah. I could not have told you that was who it was. Yeah. Well, so you don't have a car, so you're not listening to the <laughs> radio as much as I. I am. did for years and years. Yeah. But uh, moving to New York, you, just, you take the subway, and the the soundtrack is just uh, depression. Depression. Do you listen? Do what do you listen to in the subway? Uh. <laughs> like, what's your musical taste? Oh, what do I listen like to? Like it's for music, uh, the thing where you can just shut off the brain and listen to whatever is. Yeah, like a lot. I listen to a lot of Joy Division. As, oh yeah, uh, I was just at a fucking Halloween party at a bar, and they're like, "Oh, it's gonna be a dance party." I was like, "This is gonna be lame." And they fucking <laughs> Joy Division, New Order, and The Cure, and that like era, and I 
fucking I was unstoppable, man. I could not. Yeah. I was the like, best. Yes. Oh my God. I fucking yes. love Joy Division. Yes. I listen. I listen to a lot of them. I like New Order better personally. Oh, you're wrong about that, but that's yeah, a, that's okay. I, that's I your just, own entire preference. I just man. love pop music, though. I am. I'm you love pop music? That's obsessive. cool. Oh yeah. Like I get a. Uh, like I, I, so the, usually my pre-show routine is a. Uh, I listen to Lil Wayne, a Millie, you know the one that's like a Millie, a Millie, a Millie. I listen to that. Lil Wayne songs at all? You don't? Oh, you don't know what he Lil Wayne? No, I'm like I'm just obscure. I'm obtuse when it comes to hip hop. That's fine, but like I, I listen to that, and then I usually dive into Joy Division and or it's gonna sound weird, uh, Kanye. Yeah. Is it like, is it because of the ego? Not the ego, but the hip hop. Oh, it's absolutely of, because of the ego. It's all about it's absolutely confidence, because you know? of that. Yeah. There's not a lot of self-deprecating hip hop. I'm sure there is, but like, if you're about to go on stage, you don't want to be listening to like, I don't know, what's self-deprecating music? Larry, whatever Larry David listens to. It says, yeah, Larry David looking into a mirror and humming backwards. Maybe it would Larry be self-deprecating. This was one of the funniest things I saw. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> it was so great. Was it good? Oh, you man. should like you should look at James Adomian doing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I had this a, is way better. A guest on here who I was become friends with, who's like a close friend of James Adomian. He's like, yeah, when your show gets bigger, I'll get him on your show. And then we lost touch, and I'm still bummed about it. <laughs> I was like, I really like James Adomian. I think that dude's fucking. Uh, Adomian's great. He's like the uh, David Feldman said. This is one of the greatest comments I've ever heard in another comic. In another comic, he said the. Uh, Nobody has the right to be as funny as James Adomia. <laughs> hey, he's absolutely true. I've seen James a number of times, like personally, and um, yeah, I like. I wish I lived like closer to like a New York comedy scene. Like, why? Because I can go to more stuff. Like he just did. That you can. What, is there not shit happening in Rhode Island? Yeah, it's the stuff I like isn't as often, and you know things are expensive as shit. I don't I, look, look, man. I think you know. I don't have like a UCB that's five bucks that I can go see. Some well, that's not that great, look, because you know, as, as great as the improv that they have there is, like you know, we have a a comedy connection. How is it? Oh, is it the shit? Is it the place that's where fucking Braunholer got? Yeah. yeah, we talked about that. It's last a bar, time. bar. Yeah. But then we have a theater, so we have we definitely have comedy, and there's some places I just you know. But I I work like nine to five, and it's yeah. I'm not really fully fully into. Do it. Do you want to do like the podcast thing full time, or do you? Oh, God, no. Hell no. no, 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 not at all. I mean, yeah, so that's just, like I'm you like, reacted have... so quickly to that. No, it's not like a career. Like I have a I work. For, Why do you do it then? I work for a behavioral health company. Uh, so behavior health company. Yeah, I work for people. Men- I work. Uh, for Let them send me the drugs. Oh, I don't give drugs out, but everyone's on meds. We don't get drugs. Why am I on this podcast? I yeah. I, but yeah, but yeah. was free drugs. Yeah, I think I've always said uh, podcasting is the first art form that I've ever partaked in. That I was like, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't draw. That's great. Can't sing. Can't play music. Can't do. Co- I. Don't want to do comedy. You're very good at it. Like, I don't yeah. know that, like, I don't, yeah, I, like, this, I do people, do people at. compliment you or is that not a thing? Because you're very good at Nothing. it. Like, it's, it's, it's very strange. Like, I've done enough radio to know when people are good at radio, but you're like, really, yeah. you're actually like, I would like you, to go you're... to broadcasting. Part of me wants to, but I'm like, eh, I'm really happy where I am. Yeah. So I fucked that up, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I'm like, 
Is it a bad idea to go into a dying industry? No, but you're like, yeah. Well, I mean, it is. Yeah, it is a terrible idea. But Unless like, you can get in like NPR, but that's still not really. Yeah, but you know, you can do dude, like you can, like take like these episodes, like the ones that you're proud of. You know, and do whatever you want. You know, sell them. Take no, do not time. sell them. Sell them. Sell them. What are you, a fucking <laughs> artist? Pay for them. Trying to make a living? I know. Uh, Isn't that weird? Disgusting. All artists, we just give it away, right? We're just like, take it. Take my art. That's That's been a whole fucking That's your whole thing. life? Oh, God. That's been a whole thing of the last... But, like, you know, trying to be positive. I um, but I think you could literally, like, take this and, like, pitch it at a network, man. Oh, like, I really think you could. No, like... Okay. Like a, hey, what, what network is it? The Misfits Network. The Misfit, the Misfit yeah, Network. Actually, the what a terrific a, network! I love them. It's a she's a comedian. Uh, how do you say her name? <laughs> Aaliyah. It's not a network when you are telling me it's one person, but that's fine. Well, I mean, it's like she runs it, and then there's a bunch of other shows. Who is it? Aaliyah Janine. Oh, good for her. She's that's gonna be like a fucking. That's gonna be a fucking hard job. Well, she's a retired porn star. <laughs> she's a retired porn star. And now she's a stand-up. She and then um, I think. She'll, yeah, she's she's pretty funny. I actually, and then yeah, she, I, she was on really nice. Who else? Do you know Kevin Bartini? His, his shows. I do. Yeah, his, I don't his, know. I don't know. I not personally, but I know the show. Yeah, his yeah. his his podcast is on our network now. I think that was like a big thing. Like, I mean, for me, it works out because it just it pays my hosting fees. So I'm like, yeah. Well, do you enjoy working with the network? Oh yeah, it's fucking great. I don't. I don't. They don't do anything. You know, they help you get your name out there. I don't have to pay to do a show mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like. It's like getting to do what you like to do for free. And then I'd like to do like, uh, I think we're trying, she's trying to get us in the pod fest. I don't know. Oh, which one? The New York city podcast? Yeah. Yeah. But that, um, dude named Jeremy runs. Yeah. I'm actually, I, I talked to him. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know him personally. Uh, do you hate him? No, no, no. Let's talk off the air, but, um, I don't know him at all. He's a, he's a really good dude. He helped uh, produce Bitter Buddha, Eddie's documentary, and uh, oh, wow. some other stuff. Uh, he yeah, runs the New York City Podcast. He runs the New York City Podcast, right? Is that yeah? I believe so. Hold on, I'm gonna just, give me one second, baby. Yeah. What was the name of Jeremy who ran the? Remember that kid who ran the podcast festival? It was Jeremy something, right? Wine? Jeremy Wine, right? Okay. Jeremy Wine, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. He's a good dude. He's a he's he's a really good dude. Like he's a uh yeah, no, he's a really good dude. He's a solid dude. Yeah, I, I like just, uh, know his maybe you want me to put a little. Oh, dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah, cause I've actually wanted to ask him on, but I'm just. I haven't got around doing Jeremy, it. Jeremy, really? Dude, he's I'm not even kidding. Not, just I, I, ask him and he'll do it and he will. Yeah, I wish you could see my whiteboard. I have like who I want to ask on. Like, um, I, you know, fuck it. Let's read off to you. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Wayne, Jenna Friedman, and Beach Slang are the. Oh, three. wow. One of those makes sense. Um, do you know Jenna Friedman? Uh, no, I don't. She's a, she's a comedian, but she's a producer. Yeah, I know who she is. Yeah, I don't I know, know her. She is. I just don't know her. Um, Beach Slang's a band that I'm actually in talks with right now, but they're fucking awesome. Beach like, Slang? Yeah, if you like the replacements, an awesome, you need to listen. It's a name for a band. Yeah, isn't it great? They're from Philly. New band. If you like the replacement, it's like the replacements and the first Goo Goo Dolls album had a baby, but better. 
And don't judge the Goo Goo Dolls because their first album was actually fucking awesome. I, I was like literally like snapping at my wife and saying I was going to be like, look this up. And then you described it and I was like, never mind. <laughs> so, so you don't like the replacements? Fine. I mean, they're, they're, they're not for everyone. That's, all right. Chris, like what you like. Who gives a shit? Unless it's comedy. Think, uh, then we give a shit. Yeah, I if it's comedy, then I'll fucking I love know. Puppets, you love Jeff Dunham? Uh, I love his homophobia. I love his racism. Oh, God his misogyny. Damn it. You love his homophobia. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Who's your, who is your favorite Who is your favorite comedy? Yeah, that's a tough one. Because, like, I want to go, yeah, like, it is. be, like, have, like, a cool deep cup. But, like, I really, like, I love Aziz. Mm-hmm. I think he's really funny. But, like, I, uh. So you like comedy that has no punch. Yeah, because I like him. I like Perbiglia. Speaking of no punchline. Oh, Perbiglia is great. I like Perbiglia I really like Perbiglia. I like Schumer. I like Gerard Carmichael. Canaan is great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Cross and Odenkirk are just like. Yeah, well, they're. They're just gods. You know, Cross yeah, is they're, just like amazing. They're gods of walking Bigger and Black are so fucking funny. So, yeah. Uh, what, okay, so explain this to me, Chris, because I, I have a hard time with it, and it just like as a comedian, and Pepitone and I, I've literally done screaming bits about it. Like, what? What? Why do you like Aziz and Sorry? So and and, and, and no judgment. Uh, hold on, Chris. Look at look look. No judgments whatsoever. I understand that people like what they're going to like, and they, they will laugh at the things they're going to laugh so, at. This is what sucks for you guys. I just really... No, no, no. It doesn't suck. So it doesn't suck. you kidding words. me? This is the best. I, it doesn't suck at all. I really want to... Oh, it, is it really just because of Parks and Rec? Uh, most people, if you see them on TV, you feel like you have this connection, or what, I don't know, if, and then you can go see their stand-up, and it's fucking funny. And it, and he was really funny when I saw him live. I don't know why. I saw him a couple times. Well, it's great. Fucking I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying that at all. I just. Yeah, it, it, like, it just. I'm trying to get my head around. Like. He's so fucking funny. It really? Oh god! Like. I, I think okay. most people. I, I, I'm gonna take your word for it, man. Like, I really, if you think he's that great, like, then yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would never. I also don't see as much. Take anything away from an audience so member. My pool is limited of how many stand-ups I've seen. If we're talking bands, it's way different. But like. You know, I when I like comedy, but I, I watch a lot of comedies. So, like, mm-hmm. I guess I'm judging him off of, like, oh, he though he's not the reason Parks and Rec is great because it's a team that makes that show. It's right, 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 right. Like, well, he was, people. like, the least reason that show was great. I, I, I mean, that show was great for, a very, for very many reasons. Yeah. But like, you watch um, a Review? I think that's a show. That yes. Like, Andy Daly? Are you kidding me? He's one Andy Daly is my... I feel like Andy Daly is my favorite uh, fucking comic on the planet. He just looks like such. I really like him. I loved him on Eastbound and Down. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because like. Have you have you ever listened to his album Nine Sweaters? No, see, I'm not one of those people. I need to be. I just like I'm a you like podcast only. Uh, Chris, I I should do pod. I should. uh, See, it's hard. Not everyone. You should. You should. Like, I don't like to tell people what they should do. Yes, you should. I really don't. I think it it, it feels awful like telling people what they should do. You should listen to Andy Daly's Nine Sweaters. It is the single most important album in my comedy life. Really? Oh yeah. What are you like, I mean, as much as I, 
as much as I love Louie and as much as I love, you know, Barry and Eddie and Maria Bamford, me, me oh, Bamford's the best live act I've ever seen in my life. And I, no one will ever take that away from her. Yeah, yeah. Andy Daly's uh, album, Nine Sweaters, is uh, required reading for comedians, yeah. I think. Because it's... Shit, it's cut out. Oh, it's just so good. It's just so good. Like, I, I don't even want to ruin it for people. Like, it's just so good. Really? Like, he That's is awesome. so good. I, uh... So he does stand-up sketch, and he's a good actor. And it's all, I mean, it's all mostly sketch. I mean, they call it Nine Sweaters because the whole theme is he is doing nine different characters over the course of, of nine different weeks. <laughs> and it is amazing. So like, there is, like, what? Oh, no, no, you finished. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. So can I ask you this? Can you name yeah. comedians that are... Like you know, what are the big comedians that you have no association with, so you don't look terrible? I don't know if you can answer this. That you just like that America loves, and you're just like, eh. Like how I, how I kind of am like how I'm like very like about that with like certain comedy shows. I'm like, eh. You like? Uh, yeah, no, I I have that in my back pocket. Paul you, Tompkins would be one. Uh, Kyle Clanane maybe. And Andy Daly. Those are probably the three that the, those are probably the three biggest that I haven't met that I would like to. No, I mean, who are the ones you don't like? Oh, that, I like, don't like. Who's your Big Bang Theory of, like, is it, like, the Jeff Dunham? The, the entire show. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, it, really. I I mean, I don't, but, Chris, why would I spend my time thinking about people I don't like? Because that's, like, that's, that's part the of life. thing. Yeah, and I understand that's part of life. Why would I, why would I, why would I be sitting here attempting to, chase an unattainable dream thinking of the people I don't like. Like, there's a weird thing, and I understand what you're asking, and I, I get what you're saying, but there's, like, a very weird thing. Right? Do you agree with me on this? Like, I think that people think about the negative side of what could happen. So you're not as competitive, like, you're the you're the healthy competitive Oh no, I don't know that it's necessarily healthy. <laughs> but uh, what I'm saying is, but, you, you, but please tell me, do you understand what I mean? Oh, no, like no, when fully. it's like, yeah, okay. You answered it very smart. Like, like it's 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 not that I think I'm that much funnier than anybody else, or that I think anybody is funnier than me. But like, like I think people working towards being funny are saints. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even the ones like without, a, without naming them, like you must know. Even the ones that suck. <laughs> even the ones like who are like you, you only like, do this to get a sitcom kind of people. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And those people are gonna find their people. Like everyone's gonna find their people in comedy. And like I think the fact that I live inside a community that is devoted to. Making people feel better. I think that's the most amazing thing I've ever been a part of. I really do. That's awesome. And then I think like half of them are assholes, you know. I I don't think they're all good people, but the the 
the thing that joins us as comics and the thing that joins us as people, Chris, is that we all want to be better. You know what I mean? Like there's like this this whole impetus to like drive us to just be like our best selves. And I think that's very stressful, but if you're a comic and if you're like Twitter and doing whatever and all that shit, I think you can be your best self in front of a lot more people than you have any idea. And you can actually do some good. Maybe not. I don't know. But that's that's what it is to me. That's beautiful, man. Uh, Did you like that one? I feel like we should have like a like a band playing underneath it. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot of jazz, like some Thelonious Monk. Did we hit everything that? We oh, am I done? To? Am I done? I, oh, I got like six more hours. I thought we were gonna do. Oh no, it's like almost nine thirty. I got I gotta go to bed. You gotta go to bed. It's almost nine thirty. Well, okay, gotta... Chris, listen here. This, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna task you with something. Is it okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Chris. I want you to ask me the hardest question I've ever been asked. And that's up to you to figure it out. Oh, like right now? Yes, right now, motherfucker. It's your Ooh, fucking podcast. The hardest question you've ever been asked. Hit me. What, 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 whatever came, whatever comes to your head. Worst comedians. <laughs> Worst comedians? Really? You want me... I don't know. It's the only thing I can think of that's bad, but that's that's you could probably do better. No, but like let's move past that and think existential. Oh, existential. Oh, you want to get like Pete yeah. Holmesy? No. Right. Well, right, this but yeah, go ahead. This isn't like exactly a hard question because I guess okay. Everyone, there's no right. I don't know. Should I go with the basic or go just, as deep as you want, man? I'm I'm right, in so there with human you. Human existence is erased mm-hmm. from the planet tomorrow. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, starts over. Mm-hmm. Is there a God in that in the second mm. second form of life of if if human beings start over again, everything we start from the plate. Do we have the same order? Well, stories? okay, yes. I don't know, that was yes. I, I, so, I, I, the Christ. Oh yeah, the, you know why? Because I think I think people misinterpret the idea of God as infallible. Where he makes no mistakes. Where well, she he made a mistake no mistakes. by destroying yeah, us. makes no mistakes. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, no, I'm just kidding. I don't believe in God. Look, God. all I'm saying is that, like, I think, I think, in the context of what you're saying, it makes sense. You think the people that are very unforgiving against God, they, they really are. Like, and th- that bothers me at a very deep level. That we don't have time to get into, but like, no, well, next time then for sure. So then, uh, one more. It then. really does bother me, like when people like talk about, yeah, yeah. Um, like I think, what yeah. happens when we die? Can what we... happens when I die? Who, yeah. who gives a shit? They're dead. I'm sensing some atheism here. Oh, I'm a little both. Which I guess makes me agnostic, but like, I didn't know. No. Well, I think a, yeah, I have given up on atheism. I think a true really atheist have. would just I say, I don't care if that, like, 
I don't know, and you don't know either. It's like that's my. No, tell me. Like I don't, I don't know. Is like the answer. Well, I think a true atheist now thinks that, that they have to wear the fucking uniform of Richard Dawkins, which is oh, upsetting. Yeah. Those dudes are fucking annoying. I really do. I think that's really bad. Yeah, I think like it's, he is a piece of shit. Dawkins, yeah, because uh, like atheism is really like atheism is nothing more than just like you know their philosophy, or their religion. Right, and like if everyone wants to be like really uh, acceptant of it, you know what I mean. Like I, I, I understand the people's tenacity when it comes to being denying of it. I really do, like I really do, because I, I you know, I grew up in the Catholic Church, but like I think it's I think we're past that point, right, Chris? Where we're like, why do we fucking care? If someone believes in God, they don't. Who gives a shit? Just go to work. You know what I mean? Like, I know it a lot of people, but it has not, and it will never affect their daily lives. But please tell me if I'm wrong. Ah, oh, I mean, hey, that's your version, man. That's your truth. <laughs> that's the best. That's the best response I've ever heard. Oh man, I I think I kind of line up with you of like I don't give a shit about the God people believing in God. It's just the when it comes into when it involves my laws, I start to have my problem. That's where my problem yeah comes in. yeah absolutely. But, when but that, God that starts God because, poking up in your law, yeah. yeah. But, but as we as, that's a problem. As we also know, that's not God. That's humans and that's organized religion, right? So I mean, so I do agree with what you're saying because like one individual's belief is not making a law. It's Group thing, you know, that's complex. Yeah, but do you, are you like, like really reticent about anybody that brings up God? Oh, no, I fucking don't. Be honest. Thing. Like, I mean, be honest with me. Am I what? Like, if someone, like really, like, reticent. Like, if someone is like, I. Oh, I don't care. Okay, uh, good. Yeah. You're, then you're a good person. I used to be because I was a young atheist Why? asshole. Oh, well, there you go. And then I got older and learned. I had a my, my past guest came on and he's a vegan. And we talked about how that same thing when he first became vegan, he was very militant and he was an asshole about mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. then as he done it longer, you find the truth is just like acceptance. And yeah. Like, yeah. If you, yeah. if you ever think you're going to, Explain yourself by telling someone they have to do something. It's just not going to work. You'd be like, well, you eat meat. I don't eat meat, but we could still be friends. Well, yeah, my wife's vegetarian. I'm not. So yeah, you like, could learn from each yeah, other. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, we need. Of we course, need you should learn from each other. Everybody should do. You can't have an atheist without a, a believer. You know, they need each other. It's like the same fucking stuff in every story. Batman needs Joker. It's that same story that we all need. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, Wow, we started off funny. Yeah, we started out funny, but we got really pretty deep. But like, I think no, I the Batman it. needs the Joker thing is is uh, a thing I very much live by. Yeah, Heath Ledger's version of Joker, though. Let's just get that straight. Maybe Jack oh, why? Because the Olsen twins were giving him pills until he died. Yep, that's exactly why. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Because I love looking at the Joker as being like nothing but a star fucker. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, then I I don't know. We got, we should do one of these with Adrian, like the three of us, and see what happens. Oh, fuck, we should. Oh, god damn it. We are running super late. Oh, but, no, I, yeah. I don't have a time frame. I just have to um, I have a, okay. to post up an episode for tomorrow, so I have to do that before I go. I, have a, I, I do have a time frame, only because uh, 
I want to spend time with my wife, but yeah, my wife, um, my zombie without my me. wife. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, you're doing that. I'm watching. That is my impression of a uh, boring at. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that one. Did you like poor at as a um, person? It's weird because at the time I did, but I don't know if I'd go back and watch it. You never have, like I had that with Adam Sandler records. Loved him when I was 13, mm-hmm. but now I'm 31. <laughs> I was talking. I was talking about one of my um, one of my counselors, and this is like a thing I want to. Uh, do you mind if I bring this up right now? Is your no man? I, I'll say. Okay, it. like I there's um, you would not believe the weird shit I hear in the course of a day. You work in mental health? That's terrific. Yeah, I, I, I feel very comfortable talking about this all the time. There's a uh, there's a group I've been working with since I saw the uh, Barry Crimmins documentary. Call me lucky. And, um, just, you know, because I believe in what they're doing and I I love them and I think they need to help people. Um, uh, it's an organization called Male Survivor and it is, um, focused on, uh, you know, the, uh, actual male survivors of sexual assault when they were children. And I, it's, it's, it's an organization I really love and I really, uh, want to support and, uh, feel like I just fucking shot you in the face by telling you that, but. Oh, I know what that place, I know what that is. You know what Oh, you do? Yeah. I mean, I literally work with people with trauma all the time. So I, oh, that's I, great. I work with a lot of victims of. In, in some facet of, well, I'll get into, into my job. I'm not a therapist or anything. Well, not victims, survivors, because they, yeah. I mean, it's important. You gotta call yeah, them survivors. I, I mean, like, you know. our, our focus is not on, um, sexual abuse or stuff, but often in mental health, the sad, the, the sad truth is most people with mental health issues, it's like they have, you know, it's, it's a genetic thing. And then mm-hmm. usually there's some trauma that, uh, exacerbated it to get. Well, to that's like the whole thing with like, uh, male survivor.org is they are. They're more trying to combat the trauma side of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And so I, 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 and one of my really good friends, Chris Anderson, is the director there, and he is a fucking saint. Oh, that's awesome. It's helped me immensely, and I think you know if anyone listening to this needs help, like please look them up, MaleSurvivor.org. They will knock you into the right place. You should come back on sometime, and we should talk more about that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm not ready for that yet, but when, yeah, I definitely will. For it. Yeah, no, understand. Well, no, yeah, no, hey, yeah, I we'll was, talk about uh, that. Like, I think it's, I mean... It's hard. It took me six months to say I went to therapy on the podcast. It took you six months to think you went to therapy? Did you, or, I mean... To say that I was... Chris, are you, like, are you part of the brotherhood? No, no, I, I mean, I, I just go to therapy, but I was just too afraid to say I went to it on the podcast for six months. Okay. No, I just go. Well, it's good, man. Like, I mean, I'm proud of you. Like, it's just like, yeah, having any kind of ability to admit things is like a huge deal. Oh God, that's it's. Did you ever listen to the? There's an episode of WTF with Mark Maron with Tom Arnold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. That was the most moving episode of anything I've ever heard. When he talks about when he confronts the guy and he takes his power away, I like where I was listening to that episode and like. I, and I have no connection to that. I never went through it, fortunately. But like, I just was so empathetic here in that episode. I like just, oh man, that's why I love podcasts. Like, 
And it's Tom Arnold, you know? I, I love Rose. Yeah, Hill, it's like, Tom Arnold. Who doesn't love Tom Arnold? Or hate him. I mean, I like him personally, but like. Well, I mean, who doesn't hate him? After that. Whatever you want. I fucking love this. T- yeah. Yeah, man. That's. <sighs> I mean. It's tough. It's tough for men. Look, too. dude, if you're ever like, if you're, if you're like, if you're ever like going through some shit, you just let me know. I'm, I'm here for you. Oh, thanks, man. You know, like, I mean, whatever you need. I work with a lot of really, really, really great people that are uh, specializing in it. So, I mean, you can edit this out, but honestly, if there's ever anything you need, you just let me know. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. Yeah. It's it's the uh, idea. It, it's tough because, uh, I yeah. mean, most of the people we work with are who generally have it are women. But I've worked with a couple of gentlemen who are Well, I mean, survivors. women have, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you should. I mean, that's not, I my mean, special, that's not my specialty at all. Right. No, at of all, course. I, it it yeah. just, it's no, sadly, whenever I meet, it's like a rapper. I was like, oh, you're bipolar. And then this happened to you as a child. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, you should. I mean, that's the correct reaction. That really is. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. I'm not kidding. That really is the correct reaction. Yeah. I don't like, usually you just do whatever you want. I don't get to delve too deep into that stuff. That's like a therapist job. And and the, the program I work right. at, we, it's we're a stabilization program, so we're not really there for that. But uh, I met some, <laughs> a couple of my bosses worked in prisons as sex offenders. There's some interesting people. Uh, like yeah, I mean, I mean, when you know the numbers, it's 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 pretty terrifying. fucking tiring. More terrifying. Like it's a, uh, I mean. And the, out, if you know the you know, laws yeah. too in like Rhode Island, a sex yeah, offender, the laws also make it really yeah. awful. Sex offenders are allowed to live with children in this state. Oh, terrific! Let, let like, why wouldn't in. they be? Why wouldn't they be? I don't want to. Yeah, it's not a federal law. <laughs> ACLU is challenging it right now. Uh, do you oh, want me to cut out them. any of this end stuff? No, I give a shit. All right, cool man. You can talk about whatever you want. Well, they can- I would I like, I like, I want to, I, like, I really want to say, like, uh, it means, like, a lot that you're letting me, like, talk about this shit. And, like, uh, I, I think it's very important that people know about malesurvivor.org. And it's a, it, it's, it's a, it's the largest community for, for people in a similar boat as me. And, um, I think it's, 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 it's crazy important and I just want to know more about it. So if you can do that, however you want to do it, it would be great. I, it kind of cut out. What did you say? Sorry. It was a bad time to cut out. Okay. Hello? What, what, what did you miss? It just got a little flurry at the like, last like 10 seconds. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck oh, me. what did you miss, Chris? Tell me what you need. I don't know. Hello? We're losing internet connection. Oh, are we? What, we what's yeah. going on here? Awesome. Yeah. Oh, okay. Someone's watching TV and then the thing slows down. Someone's watching TV and I got too bad. Yeah. But, um, okay. So, so like, male survivor. Two things. Sounds great. Yeah, I got all that. So yeah, there... male survivor.org. Okay. You got that. That'd be great. I want, I would love to, uh, you should do like a benefit show for them because nonprofits. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm working with them right now for a lot of things. And you know, this all comes from like Crimmins. 
Oh yeah, and uh, just believing in and and then make sure you don't and you get the right comedians and not those right. Everything's funny. I'm like, yeah, it is, except in this room. Right, exactly. Because uh, I'm, I'm I tend to err on the side of the PC culture thing. Because if right. you're gonna be really uh, offensive, yeah, of course, you gotta that's be like your really, whole thing. Yeah, you gotta do it. You gotta be really funny. Um, you can make that joke, but it's gotta be really good. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be. Oh, so you listen to my podcast? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, Adrian told me to listen to the rant. Yeah, I, people keep bringing that back, and I hate it. But um, but I think uh, no, that's like if I'm gonna do anything, please have uh, people look up mailsurvivor.org. There's a big, uh, it's an organization I really believe in that is going to, I think, do a lot of good for people. And then if they... find you online? Oh, who gives a shit? What what, Look in the description. If everyone wants to find me online, they can just find me on the Atlas Chase on Twitter, but it doesn't matter. Like, I think the thing that's important is that, like, my wife and I are, we have put together this, like, uh, fundraising event for the ASPCA for our dog that recently past and um i mean they can find all of that on my twitter at the chase if they want but it's a you know aspca.org slash for vinny i think is the the i think is the url but whatever man just like if they if they're if they if they follow me and they can get that that would be great that the the entire idea is just to like help the people that help making his end of life way easier than it needed to be. So that's awesome. A comedian with those are my, yeah, always man. Hashtag Chris, you ever, you ever want to get a comedian with a cause? You just give me a call. Uh, I have them. Absolutely, man. All right, man. Thank you. Have a good rest of your night. And, um, I'll get this up for Monday for you and I'll put, yeah, dude, thank you so much. Um, you were great, man. Like you really are just like one of my favorite, like, (laughs) Like, I know I'm being very biased, but you really are just, like, an incredible radio interview. People did – you can cut this out if you want, but, like, do people ever tell you that, like, how good you are at this? Yeah, sometimes. It's really nice. And it's well, actually – you're I've had really people, like, good. Was, you're really good. I had, like, like – um, I mean, like – People I respect, and I'm like, oh, I really like your work, too. This is weird. <laughs> so it's really cool. You're really good, Chris. Oh, like, you're man. really good. Like, you should, like – like, you, you're really good. Oh, like I'm not, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Like you're really good, and I, I enjoyed this immensely. Yeah, so you'll have to come back for sure because I love having people come back on. Uh, anytime you want, just let me know. Just yeah, shoot me a message on Twitter. I'll come back whenever you want. Absolutely. And then if I always like having co- guest hosts, if you ever have any of your any of your friends want to come on, come on with them. Okay. Where is he? Looking just for let me know. Uh, comedians and musicians and artists. Yeah, that could be fun. That'd be a fun thing. Yeah, awesome, man. All right, I should go, we should go. See All right, man. We should go see our wives. Let's get real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, Let's do God, that. yeah, that'd be a good idea. Why are they talking to strangers and not us? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're both because they have a podcast. They 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 get it. Awesome, All right, man, this Chris, is so much fun. Like, have a good night. Yeah, no, this has been the best. I uh, have a great night. I love you.